Arkansas's Morning Show with Brandon and Kelly. So we're joined this morning by Destiny McGee from Family Zing. She's the Jonesboro School-Based Clinical Supervisor and also a licensed, certified social worker. So, Destiny, welcome back to the show this morning. Thank you. Hey, uh, I'm really excited about uh, the topic that you wanted to bring to us today because typically, you know, I'll have a discussion with, uh, with uh, you know, one of the one of the people we talk to with Family Zing or Don Lair, and we kick around different ideas of things that are important to the audience and stuff that seems like a general appeal. And uh, when I heard that you wanted to talk about this new study showing how uh, teenage girls are dealing with life in 2023, I think, I think this is very important. It's a very important conversation piece for all of us to, to talk about and to know about and figure out how we can kind of navigate these waters. Yes. I'm, I'm super glad to be able to uh, bring it to attention. Let's talk about it because there's uh, new data out, stats, and, and some research that's happened that's showing that uh, there's been a, a dramatic rise in sadness, in violence, and in some, um, I guess we'll just go ahead and cut right to the chase, some suicidal thoughts among teenage girls. And it seems like this is drastically increased compared to where it was, you know, 10 years ago, 15, 20 years ago. Yeah, so um, the CDC put out a youth risk behavior survey. And they're looking at trends and just how things have progressed over the last 10 years. And really the main point that has been circulating news platforms like, you know, it's been out on the Today Show, New York Times, is really related to teenage girls reporting record levels of, um, of sadness. And yet, unfortunately, um, the suicidal thoughts, the statistics are just pretty stark. So, so according to the data, and again, it's research, and it's been it's long term research. What is the general feeling as to why this is happening, and it's more frequent with females and teenage girls as opposed to teenage boys? Yeah. Um, so it, it does mention the COVID nineteen pandemic as well as um, sexual violence mm-hmm. and the the risk that teenage girls have compared to others related to. Um, just witnessing or experiencing sexual violence. Um, And it it just talks about overall female students are faring more poorly than male students. And um, I think a lot of it has to do with just social media Mm -hmm. and um, peer related issues. But, you know, I've, I think they're looking at those risk factors and what exactly is causing it. You know, they have the numbers and now looking at the reasons are still going to have to keep be keep being a thing. Well, I mean, as I look at this and I think about, you know, what we're thinking about uh, in situations like this, we talk to, to officers from the D.A.R.E. program and they talk about how, you know, D.A.R.E. used to be about uh, drugs and alcohol. Now it's really about bullying and the fact that now you have a deal where students, uh, because of technology, can be bullied, not just in school, but all day through social media when they get home through text messaging and and things like that. <clears throat> so when you think about that and you think about this is what they're, they're, they're feeling every day. And then you see these images on social media of uh, what's perceived to be perfect lives and tons of money and perfect fitness and all this kind of stuff. It's almost, yeah, sure. it's almost setting us up to believe that this is normal when what we're seeing on social media, most of the time isn't, isn't necessarily really real. 
Oh, absolutely. And, you know, if you just, I don't know that this is necessarily in the study, but you just think of all the pressures that um, girls have, and even me as a teenager compared mm-hmm. to teenagers now, just with with how drastic social media has made um, their image mm-hmm. need to be. You know, the pressure is just, is really high. And so it, you know, it just said female students were um, more likely than male students to experience these persistent feelings of sadness or hopelessness. But also, males too, you know, females were higher, but 40% of all high school students have felt sad or hopeless almost every day for at least two weeks, which is a depressive episode. So it really across the board, uh, mental health in general has, has worsened. Destiny, do you think when when you have uh, somebody, a teenager who's going through this, do you think that they're having these discussions with anyone? Do they talk to their parents or is this something they just try to internalize and maybe they don't have the skill set, you know, to maybe work through it? Yeah, um, I I think it is talked about among the peer group sometimes. Like I, I know that peers sometimes share with their friends. But as far as um, a, a teen being able to kind of access maybe even how they're feeling, if this is normal, um, and being vulnerable enough to share that with an adult, um, I'm not sure how often that's happening, mm-hmm. but not enough. And, right. and really, I would put that back on us as adults, safe adults in kids' lives, to start noticing those signs um, and not waiting until maybe if or when comes to us, but that we start to recognize what these symptoms look like and and start talking about it, you know, from us, not just waiting on them. Yeah, and you bring that up, and I want to hit on on a story that I saw last week and come back to talking about the symptoms. Uh, there was a story that made national news on a 14-year-old young girl who had gone to school, was in a situation uh, where there was uh, an altercation at school and a fight, and she had been bullied, and she went home and... Um, she ended up taking her own life. And as a parent, when I read that story and she was 14 and my son's 13, I have these feelings of, oh my gosh, what's happening in the world and, and that poor baby and those poor, those poor parents. And, you know, we can't expect that these teenagers to have the the life skills to cope when most adults don't have those. That's the reason right. it's, it's so important for us to have people to talk to. And, and, uh, you know, Families Inc. is right there and a great option for people who are feeling sad and depressed and are having these, these thoughts of unhappiness. Uh, sometimes you need to sit down with somebody who can give you a different perspective uh, and have the have the knowledge and the learning to be able to guide you through those processes. And I think Families, Inc. is a great thing. So if you think your kid is going through something, work through that as a family. Uh, but you mentioned the symptoms, right? Uh, what do we mm-hmm. see as parents? What symptoms should we look for in, in teenagers and, and really even our young adults? Yeah, so... You know, as you mentioned, maybe what are the reasons why females are more at risk? And I don't know for sure, um, but I'm, some risk factors, which females may be more prone to some of these, but um, substance abuse, any, I did read that females are more likely, teen females were more likely than males to be um, using vapes, things like that. Um, so looking at any kind of changes in substance abuse, relationship risk factors, so think of a breakup drama among friends. We know that's super prevalent in in teenage girls. Any kind of bullying or peer issues, fights, any type of victimization or violence, 
um, which unfortunately teenage girls reported higher on as well. Um, So paying attention to those stressors that may be going on. And then one thing that I really, um, I like is the acronym PLEASE, so P-L-E-A-S-E. And so the P-L is physical illness. How do they seem physically? Are they having headaches, stomach aches, uh, just seem to not feel well? The E is eating. Like, how are they eating? Are we not eating? Are we overeating? Um, The A is any altering drugs. We talked about that. S is the sleep. So that um, don't want to get out of bed, sleeping too much, or the opposite, staying up all night, not being able to sleep, sleeping in class. Um, And then the E, exercise. Physical movement, like um, sometimes I think, did did they used to be interested in volleyball and now they quit? Did they used to love, you know, going to this or, you know, you can't get them out of the house to do anything um, or just simply the fact of not doing any physical activity. We know that exercise can act as those natural endorphins to increase our mood. So I like the acronym because it's easy to to remember, but just kind of running through those um, kind of everyday things that sometimes we miss and trying to see how our kid is is faring on that. I think we have to talk to them. We have to pay attention to them. And I think, uh, you know, sometimes uh, when you're in a situation where you're sad, you don't even know you're sad. You know, or when you're Mm -hmm. going through depression, you don't even realize you're depressed. You think everything is going to be okay and we can tough it out because as kids, you know, and we're older than you are, but you know, a lot of times, uh, you know, parents and grandparents would tell us, oh, just tough it out. It'll be okay. You'll get through it. You'll live, blah, 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 blah. Mm -hmm. Sometimes that's not the best thing to say to somebody who's struggling. Uh, And it also made me think as we were talking to you about, about the bullying aspect, do you remember the old saying sticks and stones may break my bones, but words can never hurt me? Hmm. Yes. That's completely false. Definitely not true. Not true at all. Uh, and it's it's wild that we were we all heard that as kids, and then you know as we become adults, we realize no, what people say about us can impact us in our mindset, and um, it's especially it's especially happening to the vulnerable population of our teens. So, uh, what do you think uh, people should do if if they feel like maybe their teenager is in this situation, especially the parents of teenage girls and or teenage boys? Uh, let's say they're feeling like uh, you know, hey, I want to have them talk to somebody. How do they begin that process? Yeah. Um, I wanted to note, too, for for parents of teens or coaches, um, anyone who's kind of a safe person in, in the kid's life, obviously um, feeling sad, empty, hopeless uh, is a symptom of depression. But something that I think people don't know is actually in the diagnosis, uh, for teenagers, that can also be irritable. So think of that moodiness, angsty. Um, sometimes we forget that, and they might not seem sad. Um, but irritable counts for uh, children or teenagers when it comes to depression. Wow. So um, I think, you know, this is really scary. And so if you are a parent or you are somebody who you know a child that maybe this is um, impacting, not to get so overwhelmed because there are avenues to help. Mm-hmm. Um, just being being a safe person that you can talk about um, how they're feeling maybe Specifically asking, hey, you don't seem yourself. I've noticed you seem more sad. Mm-hmm. I noticed you haven't been spending as much time with your friends. I noticed, you know, sometimes noticing can um, just show somebody that you care. Um, and then making a referral. If if your child isn't in 
uh, mental health services. Having access to mental health is a huge protective factor when it comes to uh, preventing suicide. And then, you know, adopting just a general home safety plan. So having increased monitoring, we want to be really careful what teens are accessing on their phones um, as far as what, what kind of things they have access to, like laser blades, medications, um, any kind of substances. And, um, and then just if you realize that your kid is in, in active danger, the 988, you know, suicide helpline is available any emergency room. I think there's levels, you know, sure. if you're in a preventative measure, uh, definitely reaching out for help or just starting that conversation. But if, if you think your child is in imminent harm, there are crisis line numbers that can be accessed. And 988 is probably the easiest one to remember um, to make sure, you know, we never want to look past and then it'd be too late and say, oh, I wish I would have well, yeah. said something when I noticed that. As a parent, the most important thing we can do, even above protecting ourselves, is to protect our kids. Uh, if you want to find out more about uh, Families, Inc., and again, if you have a situation, and maybe it's you, maybe it's your kids, where you need somebody to talk to, somebody who's going to be able to guide you through whatever you're going through, uh, think Families, Inc. FamiliesInc.net has locations all around Arkansas. Uh, their phone number is 870-933-6886. And Destiny, we appreciate your time this morning. You brought a very, a very um, valuable topic to us this morning, and we appreciate that. Yes, thank you. Have a good morning. All right. All right, bye-bye. Destiny McGee joins us this morning on the K-Fine Breakfast Club, powered by Families, Inc.